Hey out there in podcast land, welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today, we're on our continued study of Psalm 119 in the second session of a 22-day period. (laughs) So I'll be reading from the Common English Bible as I did um, with the first section. And today we're looking at verses 9 through 16. And as I told you yesterday, this particular psalm is an acrostic of the Hebrew alphabet. It was interesting. I started my first class in Hebrew yesterday, and I have to learn all of the alphabet, including the guttural sound. That'll be interesting. But what I noticed is in the English translation, of course, we can't see the acrostic, but you can see the acrostic in the Hebrew Bible. And so this second session is Bet, which is like B, I guess you could say. It's the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet, Bet. And so I will read. How can young people keep their paths pure? By guarding them according to what you've said. I have sought you with my whole heart. Don't let me stray from any of your commandments. I keep your word close in my heart so that I won't sin against you. You, Lord, are to be blessed. Teach me your statutes. I will declare out loud all the rules you have spoken. I rejoice in the content of your laws as if I were rejoicing over great wealth. I will think about your precepts and examine all your paths. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget what you have said. You know, I wonder how long it took the author to write this. Remember 176 verses, I believe? You know, did it take a day, over a week, maybe a month? Who knows? Because, you know, writing was a big deal in antiquities. Not everyone could write. And so those who could, the scribes, you know, they transcribed words and did so with the utmost professionalism and time. Can you imagine writing on a parchment paper with a feather quill and ink and have no way of making corrections? (laughs) Yeah. So we can assume that this piece of work took a long time, as did the others, but 176, yeah, this took a long time. But this section, this bet section, offers praise to God for the instruction that he provides. Remember in the first section, which was Alpha, <laughs> it addressed God's commandments and those who followed his words were blessed. This continues with that theme of following God's instruction. From the opening, we can surmise that perhaps the author was a middle-aged person since he's so perplexed by the young not being able to actually act mature. And it sounds like all of the older generations, right, when they look on the generations after them. Those young folks don't know anything, (laughs) which is funny. But the uh, the author offers the answer to the perplexing, you know, question of the youth by suggesting that they continue to look to God and to follow his instructions. But isn't this what we all should do regardless of our generation or our age? 
After his concern with the youth, the author turns towards himself, giving us a personal testimony of his relationship with God. We know that he loves the Lord by his profession of guarding God's words in his heart. This simply means that not only does he know God's word, but that he meditates on God's word and that he puts it into practice. But he understands that he's subject to go astray, right, from God's word. Therefore, he asks God to help him follow his word by providing more insight as he draws closer to God. He wants to become a student of God's word so that he will continue to walk in righteousness. Now, we must remember under the Mosaic Covenant, everyone had to keep the law. This was the evidence of their righteousness, which resulted in the blessings of God. Our author wants to ensure his life continues to honor God, right? To seek to learn more of God's word. However, our author doesn't just want it, you know, to continue in God's word just to the blessings that he will receive, but the genuine love that he has for God propels him to want to know more about God, and that is done through knowing his word. This section asks us to look at how we see God, how we seek him. Are we pursuing God? And how important is God's word in our lives? Like, you know, anything else, when something is important, we make time for it, do we not? And then there's a reverence for it and we delight in it. For us as Christians, we are made righteous through Jesus Christ. And it puts us in right standing with God, which is the beginning of our relationship with God. We continue that relationship and grow in God with him through Christ as the help of the Holy Spirit reveals more of God to us. However, we must be intentional as well about setting aside time for God to read his word, meditate on it, and to ask for clarification on how to apply it in our lives. Of course, you ask for clarification right from God through the Holy Spirit, right? And then through others, through your teachers, through your pastors, you know, to gain insight to ensure that, you know, it is applicable to you. As mature Christians, it's important for us. Oh, actually, I have a question for you. Have you ever met someone who can quote scriptures and they are faithful in their church going, you know, every week, but their lifestyle and daily practices mm, are not in line with the fruit of the Spirit? That they selectively use the Bible to judge others but provide exceptions for themselves? This is not how we are to be as Christians. Our lives are to reflect the relationship we profess to have in Christ. And it goes back to that applying God's word to our lives. As mature Christians, it's important for us to not only learn God's word, but we need to live it. That is the outward manifestation of the inward change that takes place as we continue to read God's word, as we continue to meditate on God's word, pray on God's word, all of that. The Holy Spirit reveals the word to us in a very personal way. That's why two different people can look at a scripture and get something completely different, but it still be very accurate. 
because the Holy Spirit Spirit is tuning into where you need to grow, right? So individually, we get that revelation. And we can be changed by it while we, when we enact it, right? When we put it into practice. And we do that both collectively and individually. individually. We take on the practice of kingdom living. And kingdom living is practicing the fruit of the Spirit and living in accordance with Micah 6.8 which says that how do we show our allegiance for God but to be humble before the Lord, that means reverence Him, and to love God, that means keeping His word, and to practice justice, to be fair, to look at our brothers and sisters, our communities, to see if justice is being dispelled, and if not, to challenge it, to speak truth to power. I encourage you today to thank God for his calling on your life, to bless God as the psalmist did by delighting in him. He says in verse 12, you, Lord, are to be blessed. And I want you to bless God today and thank him for his calling on your life because you have one, a life of service that is being demonstrated through your caring for your loved one, a call of service and sacrifice that he is being honored and glorified by your caring for your loved one. Yes, the Lord is to be blessed because he sent his Savior, he sent our Savior, his Son, so that we wouldn't have to keep the law meticulously, but that through Christ we've been made righteous. And that ushers us into relationship, but the relationship that God wants us to grow in him. So allow the Holy Spirit today to grow you in your walk with God as you continue to minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you today for allowing us to know that we can be intentional with setting aside time for you so that we can meditate on your word, that it is through your word that we gain more knowledge of who you are, a loving and faithful God, and that it is through your word that you speak to us, that you allow the Holy Spirit to reveal nuggets to each one of us as we each embark upon our journey with you, as well as collectively as a body of Christ that together we show the world what kingdom living looks like. I ask that you watch over each and every person who's listening to the podcast, the caregivers who are faithfully getting up each and every day to take care of the loved one that you've placed in front of them. Give them comfort. Give them peace. Give them understanding of the road ahead. Help them to maneuver Medicaid, Medicare, doctors, nurses, all of that great stuff. And as they get frustrated, which they will, Lord, allow them to lift up their petitions to you. Allow them to lament to you over this season. But allow them to feel your love as they go through this season, knowing that they are not alone, that you are with them. This we ask in the matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. See ya.